0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Madrid, The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You are so blessed. Blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Blessed to be gathered together with the saints. Amen. We've been talking about faith for some time now and still on the subject of faith I just thought it necessary to do a teaching on the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Now many times people don't get results because they don't pray according to the laws and the principles that govern the specific kind of prayer. Now, there are many types of prayer in the scriptures. There are many types of prayer in the scriptures and each of them has different principles that govern them. So, it's important that you understand and you are able to distinguish. Because if you choose to pray a particular kind of prayer, you need to pray according to the principles that govern that particular prayer. Okay? It's like sports. We have sports. One word covers so many different types of sports. But all the different types of sports have Different rules. Okay? You cannot take, you cannot go and play rugby with the laws of soccer. It's it's not going to work. You cannot go and play golf with the laws of cricket. It's not going to work. Okay? It's not going to work. So the mistake many believers are making is that they lump everything together. So when it comes to prayer, they just put everything together. There are different types of prayer, like I said. You know, years ago in 1992, I was taught by uh, one of my lecturers, Joe Baker. God bless him real good. <laughs> he is uh, he's busy in Eastern Europe right now, training pastors and, you know, they're planning churches all over Eastern Europe. But I'm telling you, um, when he taught when he taught us this principle it's changed my life changed my life the prayer of faith the prayer of faith is so powerful but you need to know that it's different from the prayer of intercession it's different from the prayer of of dedication it's different from the prayer of petition it's different from the prayer of um supplication is different from the prayer of consecration there are many different types of prayer all of them have different principles that govern them so it helps when you understand and since we're talking on the principles of faith we've been dealing with different aspects of faith i thought it necessary to bring to your understanding and to help you ground it and established when it comes to the prayer of faith it's important. Okay. So so when you uh, when you pray the prayer of faith it is um, it is a different kind of prayer and there is a way you direct that prayer and there is a way you behave after that prayer. And all of these matter. They all matter. Okay. So and Another thing is this, when you, when you are studying any, any topic in the scriptures, you need to also understand that there are people who, have a, who are authorities, people whom God has graced in certain areas, whom God has given understanding and, and, and has helped to, to be um, well established and to also contribute to the body of Christ, to the understanding and the knowledge to the body of Christ. So God graces certain people and he releases, uses those people to bring understanding and to bring establishment in certain areas of truth. So because of that, when it comes to certain things, I know who to listen to. For example, if I want to understand faith, I don't go and listen to, I don't want to mention his name, but you know, he's a great preacher, but I won't listen to him when it comes to faith. Why? Because it's not, That he's not a man of God. It's just that he is not well established in that area. And so because he's not well established in that area. He doesn't have the kind of authority that someone like Kenneth Hagin will have. When it comes to faith. So some of you that you go. uh, You are all over the internet listening to everybody. You need to know who to listen to for what. You get my point. Yeah, So if you want steak, you don't go to McDonald's. You you, you go to a steakhouse, that's right. So you don't go to McDonald's and say, no, I demand steak. They've already told you ahead of time what to expect when you get there. So it will be an unfair expectation for you to go to McDonald's and get, get disappointed. That you did not receive a stake. So when it comes to the things of the Spirit, you need to also understand that. There are people, like all of you that read commentaries and all of that, just know that most of those people that wrote those commentaries don't even believe in speaking in tongues. They don't even believe in the Holy Spirit like you do. They believe in the Holy Spirit, but they don't believe that there's a difference between the baptism of the Holy Spirit and salvation, Holy Spirit, that regenerates you. They believe that once you are born again, you've got the Holy Spirit. But then when we study the Scriptures, we know that there is a difference. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a different experience from salvation. Yes, you need the Holy Spirit to be saved, but you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. So I can, I'm not going to go and listen to somebody who has never spoken in tongues to teach me about tongues. doesn't make sense. Are you getting my point? So why am I saying all of this to help you to understand that sometimes, sometimes when you listen to some people, the reason why you get confused is because they're trying to teach you what they don't understand. But they are smart. So they are well-versed in other areas, but in that particular area, they are not well-established. So what you do? You listen to who has been well, well-schooled and has, has the, the, the credibility in that area. Okay? All right, so... Um, Why am I saying all of this? All this preamble (laughs) is not to tell you that I'm the final authority, but I get the authority from those who are authorities on the subject. Okay, Joel Baker was trained by Kenneth Hagin, and Joel Baker came and then he opened our eyes to this. So I'm going to just open a little bit for you this morning. Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Let's look at uh, James chapter 5. Let's start from there. James chapter 5. In James chapter 5, verse 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Okay, then verse 15, he says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So, the prayer of faith will save the sick. The prayer of faith will save the sick. So, every prayer requires faith. But not every prayer is a prayer of faith. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Not every prayer is the prayer of faith. Every prayer requires faith, but not every prayer is the prayer of faith. There is a specific kind of prayer known as the prayer of faith. So, we're going to look at the scriptures and then help to establish you in that area. Because I, for many years, I've not heard anyone talk about the prayer of faith and explain To people, the prayer of faith. And uh, I know I've made many promises that I'm going to teach certain things and I never got to. (laughs) But today I I thought, let me fulfill one of those promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I want to teach you on the prayer of faith. What is the prayer of faith? The principle of the prayer of faith is seen in Mark 11.23. Let's go there. You know that popular scripture. Mark 11.23. Remember that song I sang. On Mark 11.23. Mark 11.23 Is real to me And right next door Mark eleven twenty four. These are the words of Jesus and my authority. Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. <laughs> Whew, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Mark eleven twenty three. Remember, Jesus was walking, and and then he saw the fig tree, and it had leaves. He went to it expecting to get some fruit, and there was no no fruit. And then Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And he said, no man is going to eat from you from this day forward. And then they went. And then the next day they came back. By the time they came back, Peter went to inspect. (laughs) I trust Peter. He went to inspect and says, Master, the tree you cursed yesterday has died. And Jesus makes a statement here. You know, in verse 22, he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. All right. And the Greek scholars tell us that this statement, have faith in God, means have the faith of God. All right. Not just faith in God, but the faith of God. How does the faith of God work? The faith of God is what he used to create the universe. The faith of God is what he used to create you and I. He used faith to put everything together that we see today. So Jesus is saying, have the faith of God. Okay? Have the faith of God. Then, in verse 23, he says, For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Whoever says to this mountain, I want you to notice there, notice Jesus' statement. Whoever says to what? To this mountain, not who says to the Father. Who says to the mountain? Okay. Yeah. Whoever says to the mountain, the mistake people make, they're trying to pray the prayer of faith, but they are speaking to God. Instead of speaking to the mountain. No. You don't... You When it comes to the prayer of faith, you are not... You are not addressing God, you are addressing the mountain. Very different. You are addressing the situation, whatever it is. You are addressing that situation. So the prayer of faith is a command. Hallelujah. It is not a negotiation. The prayer of faith is a decree of faith. The prayer of faith is a decree of faith. You are decreeing. You are speaking to that situation. The prayer of faith does not have if it be your will. The moment you add that, you have canceled it. You have canceled it. If if you want to pray the prayer of faith, you need to know the will of God before you pray it. You need to know the will of God before you pray. So that you can pray it with confidence. You can pray it with conviction. You can pray it with boldness. Okay? Yeah. So the prayer of faith addresses the mountain. It addresses the situation. And then verse 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So there we see the prayer of faith has to do with you speaking, okay? And if you speak, if you are praying the prayer of faith and you speak to that situation, you don't go back tomorrow and say, Oh, you are still here. And then you speak again. No, no, no. Jesus only spoke to the mountain, I mean to the the fig tree, once. And then he left. So the prayer of faith is a prayer that you pray, and once you pray it, you pray till you get to the place of conviction, where you receive it by faith in your spirit. And once you've received it, you don't need to pray about it again. You don't need to pray about it again. So imagine, let's look at, let's take this example. Um you are looking, you you expect you want to you want to purchase something. All right? Let's say you want to purchase a, a car, all right? Then you speak to me about it. and then I now do an EFT, an electronic transfer to your account, okay? I do that transfer this morning. Obviously, the money doesn't clear immediately. Maybe you are in a different bank. Okay? You receive and then I send you the proof of payment. Now, you've got the proof of payment. Now, you've got that proof. You don't come to me again to ask me for it. Am I correct? Yeah, you don't come to me to ask me, What about the money you promised me? No, no, no. You've got the proof already. You've got the proof already. So what do you do? You wait for it to clear. Are you getting me? So you have to wait for it to clear. So with the prayer of faith, once you stand in that place, like Jesus says, I say to you, whatever things you ask When you pray. That's at the time of prayer. When you ask at the time of prayer, he says, believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. So, at the time of prayer, you receive what you ask for at the time of prayer. Not tomorrow. At the time of prayer. That's how the prayer of faith works. At the time of prayer, that's when you receive what you ask for. Are you getting me? Yeah, so you receive it and it's like you getting the proof of payment. You get the notification. Whether it's email or SMS, you get the notification of the payment. So you've got it that the transaction went through. So the prayer of faith Operates in the same way. It operates in the same way. So you ask. And at the place of asking. You have that assurance in your heart. If you don't have the assurance. That's a different thing. If you don't receive it at the point of prayer. That's a different thing. But you need to receive it. At the point of prayer. So he says. Believe that you receive them. And you will have them. At the time I made the transfer, that's when the money was sent to you. Okay? That's when the money was sent to you. It has not cleared in your account, but it has left my account. Are you getting my point? That's how faith works. That's how the prayer of faith works. So when you pray, it leaves the realm of the Spirit depending on what it is you're praying for, it leaves the realm of the Spirit and it's on its way to you. Hallelujah. It's on its way to you and it's on its way to you. Now, that is where the tricky part is because it has not yet cleared, then somebody begins to panic. Oh no, but I thought, I thought, the devil starts playing games with your mind. If you are going to walk in faith, you need to to learn to dominate your mind. You need to learn to rule over your mind. You need to learn to keep your mind under subjection. You need to discipline your mind if you are going to walk with God. Otherwise, your mind is going to go crazy. Because when you wake up in the morning, your mind will tell you, But I I thought you said you got it. Where is it now? It's clearing. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. I remember the times. You remember the days. The days of checkbooks. It's not too long ago. Right? Somebody gives you a check. And you pay it in. It takes days. For the money to come through. To your account. But you've you've deposited the check. And you have to keep waiting. Keep waiting for the check to clear. You don't start freaking out because it hasn't yet cleared. But that is what many of us are doing. And that's why we don't receive from God. That's why. That's why we don't receive from God. It's not because God has not done it. It's because you don't know how to wait. You don't know how to wait. Yeah. So prayer of faith, you are not addressing God, you are addressing the situation. Okay? You are addressing the situation, you are addressing the mountain, you are addressing the the tree. (laughs) Like in the case of Jesus, he addressed the tree, he spoke to the tree. So in the prayer of faith, you need to have authority in the spirit. You need to have faith in the word of God. And you have to have faith in the power of God. And the power of the word that you speak. It's a command. It's a decree that is confidently declared and spoken to that situation. And once you speak it, it's left to God to arrange a fulfillment. It's not you. When Jesus cursed the tree, he didn't go back to say, Father, please, you know, this tree... I don't want these disciples to be disappointed. Please, just do something. No. He just spoke it and left. Now, we're all at different places in faith. So, because of that, you need to establish where your faith is, your level of faith. So you operate from the level of your faith. You don't see because... um, Because somebody else operated at a particular level, it's good to be inspired by people. But inspiration and imitation are not the same. You can be inspired by another person's faith, but it doesn't mean that if you take the same step, you will get the same result. So, what do you do? Determine. The level of your faith Start from there. Start from the level of your faith. How do you know the level of your faith? You know the level of your faith from the place where you can stand and not doubt. That's where your faith is. If you stretch beyond that, you start wobbling. Then you are going beyond your level. So start from your level. If your faith is for 1,000 rands, then be operating at 1,000 rands. Don't get up from 1,000 rands, you want to go to 1 million rands. Then you now say this thing doesn't work. It works. It's just that you don't know how to work it. Are you getting my point? Yeah, it's like years ago when we were in divina you know the other property now do you know that that property when we first saw the property when we we were given the opportunity that property was for sale (laughs) it was for sale but then I assessed my faith I said I can't carry this So in my smartness, I went to negotiate with them and say, can we lease and then buy later? That was a mistake. So I learned a hard lesson there. I should not have depended just on my faith because I have people around me. If we put all our faith together, we would have been able to do it. Do you get my point? So there, there I learned a lesson. But I was honest to myself that my faith cannot carry this. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, and in any area, when you're gonna we're gonna when you're walking, trying to walk by faith, establish where you are, and that's why you need to be consistent in working by faith. All right? uh, 2 Corinthians five. 7 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. If you live your life only according to your senses, you will never grow in faith. You will never grow. You will remain stunted in the spirit. So you have to keep exercising your faith. You have to keep stretching. It's like going to the gym. You know... (sighs) Some time ago Bongwe was training me. This guy, he is mean. (laughs) He is mean in the gym, I'm telling you. He was stretching me and stretching me, and I said, No, I can't do it. He said, No, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can. So after that, I started avoiding him. I started avoiding him. Yeah. But in the spirit, that's how we're supposed to. We're supposed to continue to exercise it. It doesn't matter what level you are at. Just make sure you are constantly trusting God for something. Constantly believing. Constantly applying your faith. Constantly. Constantly. When you keep doing that, what's going to happen is that with time you'll find that you've grown. You'll find that you've gone from 1,000 rands to Maybe 10,000 to 20,000 to 100,000 to 1 million. Hallelujah. And then to 10 million to 100 million. And then you start handling billions. I remember, like I said earlier, in one of the previous sessions, that faith is not generic. Okay? You don't just take faith and then apply, it works everywhere. No, you, if you want to build faith in finances, you have to work on it. If you want to b- build faith for healing, you have to work on it. Focus on it and continue to build on it until you gain mastery in that area. Then you go to another area. You want to use faith for, for, for relationships. You have to build it. You have to build it. You want to use faith for... Um, Um, For protection, you have to build it. So many aspects to faith. But we make mistakes and we think, oh well, I have faith. For example, we all have faith. That's why we got saved. Without faith, you cannot be saved. We're saved by grace through faith. Alright? We all got saved by faith. But the faith for salvation is different from the faith for moving mountains. It's not the same. Yeah. So, when, um, when Kenneth Hagin had a revelation of this verse, this passage in, in Mark eleven twenty three, 23. He was on his sick bed. They gave him a few months to live. He had a heart condition and he was about to die. The, the pastor even, he was, he was in a Baptist um, church. They didn't believe in healing. So the pastor came to ask him what song he would like to be sung on his funeral. Yeah. So they came to ask and, you know, to, he should choose his, his, his favorite hymn and, 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 and all of that. They, so they were preparing him. They were preparing him for, for, for burial. Nobody believed in healing in that church. So they never taught him. But he was reading his Bible because he had a heart condition. He couldn't even move. He couldn't To get off the bed was a problem. But he was reading the scripture. And then as he was reading it, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of revelation came on him. The Holy Spirit just ignited. And he saw that this can be my experience. He says, Huh? What? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says shall come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So he says to himself, So that means if I speak to this heart condition, and I don't doubt, that means it will leave. Nobody preach. Just hear the Holy Spirit. And then guess what? He began to speak. <laughs> he began to speak to his heart. He began to speak, I'm healed. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing. My heart functioned right. He began to speak to the heart. He spoke through the night. Just repeating the same verse. Throughout the night. Can you imagine that? Yeah, so he kept saying it because he was working on it. He was working on it until he got to a point where in his spirit he grabbed it. So the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith is such that you have to speak it to the point that you come to the, you have to get to the point where you can see it is mine. It is now mine. So once it is, Establish that it is yours. In your heart. Not in your mind. In your heart. Then. No doubting. So after he got to that point. Where he saw that. I have received it. He now asks himself. So someone that is healed. What does he do? If I'm healed. Then I won't. Remain on this bed. So he now starts starts trying to move from the bed. It was very difficult. But he kept moving. He says, I believe it. And you know, and he was. And as he continued like that, what happened? Eventually the power of God came into him. Pow! And he was healed. Alone in the room. The mistake many times we make is that we expect everything to operate by the anointing. Now, there is a difference between receiving things by the anointing, receiving things by faith. When the anointing and faith come together, then things happen quicker. But you don't need to wait for the anointing. Keep building your faith. Keep building your faith. And right there, the word of God itself is anointed. So it will, it will take effect in your life once your faith has been able to grab that thing. Okay. So when you have not come to the place of conviction and total persuasion that you have gotten it, that's when you keep going like a yo-yo. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Huh? That's what James tells us. So, when you're walking by faith, you need to walk. You need to have a disciplined mind that you say, I receive it. It's mine. It's just a matter of time. Then you now follow the example of those who through faith and patience receive the promises. So once you've received it, you just wait patiently for it to clear. It's like the checkbook. You've paid it. You don't need to stress anymore. Even if the car dealers are saying, when are you going to come and take the car? You say, chill. You say to them, chill. The check hasn't cleared yet. Once it clears, I will come. So you are at peace. So the prayer of faith requires you, To be, to deal with God to the point where you are totally at peace. And you can see it done. You can see it. It's already yours. You have taken hold of it by faith. You've taken hold of it by faith. And because you've taken hold of it, you don't need to go and ask for it anymore. So all you do is you just keep thanking God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for that check. Oh my. I can't wait to get into that car. Amen. Amen. So you're just thanking God. Anytime you, you think about it, you just thank God. Lord, I thank you. I keep blessing you. I receive it by faith. Thank you because it's coming. Thank you because it's coming. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's coming. It's coming. I receive it by faith. You see, that's how the prayer of faith works. It's different from other kinds of prayer. You're speaking to the situation. You're speaking to the situation. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. You know the popular faith, faith chapter. I love this chapter. I'd like to write a book on this chapter one day. Glory to God. Now, look at verse 13. Okay? Look at verse 13. It says, these all died in faith. Talking about the heroes of faith. Okay? It says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. Okay? In other words, they didn't receive the manifestation. Okay? It's like somebody purchasing something, all right, paying for it, but then he passes away before he takes it over. Then now the children have to come and take it. Okay? These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. Come on. Look at that. They saw it afar off. So when you're praying the prayer of faith, you need to see. You need to see it done in your spirit. You need to see it. It's not yet here, but you can see it. And you are 100% convinced that God has done it. Okay? So they received the promises. They saw their promises afar off. Okay? And were assured of them. Okay? You need to have assurance. Total assurance at that place of prayer. Remember, Mark eleven twenty-four. Yes? In the place. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them. So at that point of prayer, believe that you receive. At that point of prayer, receive it at that time. If you have not received it, don't leave that place until you have received it. Come on. Yeah. Stay there until you receive it by faith. So when you receive it by faith, it will come. It's just a matter of time. It will come. It will come to manifestation. So they were assured of them. They embraced them. How do you embrace something that you can't see? It's by faith. It's by faith. They embrace them. They embrace those promises. Embrace those promises. So I give you the check for the car. And you have, you know, you have this check and you can see this check, it covers the cost of the car plus extras. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Hey. You, you have all the extras. They put everything. You, the check, it can cover it. You, if I play, give you the check, you can with confidence go and place your order. Okay? You can at that very moment, go place your order. This BMW is, is uh, Jaguar, if it is Land Rover, if it's Range Rover, if it's Mercedes. If it is, whatever it is you want, VW, whatever, you just go and with confidence you will walk into the dealership. They look at you, you don't look like someone that can afford it. But it does, it's not about your looks. Hallelujah. Come on, talk to someone say it's not about your looks. Hallelujah. It's about what you've received in the spirit. It's about what you've received in the spirit. So don't be intimidated by people's looks. Some people look as though they can afford anything and they have nothing. Yeah. So, receive it in the spirit. Okay? See it as yours. Begin to imagine yourself in that car. Come on. See yourself in that car. Somebody say, oh, well, you know, faith, we shouldn't be, you know, faith, it should be used for spiritual things, you know, not for natural things. Hello. Did you read what Jesus said? It wasn't just spiritual things. Yes, we use faith for spiritual things, but it's not just spiritual things. Because we're we're, we're not just spiritual beings. We're also natural beings faith is for natural things as well okay so you you're assured of them you embrace them and then it says they confessed hallelujah somebody say confess, confess. so the word to confess homologeo, means to repeat after okay so whatever god has said to you in the place of prayer Walk out of that place and begin to repeat what God said to you. Amen. These are principles that govern the prayer of faith. So you come out and you begin to declare. You begin. To, so some of you, you've heard or declare some things, and you're like, "Ah, this, we're just talking." You don't know how this thing works. If you hang around long enough, you will see it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so you will see it if you hang around long enough. Glory to God. You believe. Prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. In fact, he says, if anyone is sick, let him come for the elders of the church. Let him pray for him, anointing him with oil. And then he says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. If he has committed sin, the sin will be forgiven. Can you see? So once the prayer of faith, once the prayer of faith is moving, is operating, you don't go around, wake up tomorrow and look at it and say, oh God, uh, when is it? No, no, no. Don't do that. You will negate your prayers when you do that. Unless it's a different prayer, different type of prayer that you pray. But if it is the prayer of faith, that's that's how it works. That's how it works. You receive it. And because you've received it, you start behaving like someone that received it. You know, it's like the person that prayed a couple, the... They were barren and they prayed. You know, they prayed. They trusted God. And then after that, the woman said, I received by faith. Okay? Received. She has that assurance in her spirit that God had done it. So what does she do? She goes and she decides to make a room in the house. Okay? Did a nice nursery for that baby. Started buying things, baby things. And somebody will look, She's wrong, there's something wrong with her. Why is she doing this when there's nothing? It's you that doesn't understand. You were not there with her when she received that assurance. You were not there with her when she received it by faith. You were not there with her when the Holy Spirit spoke to her in her heart to say it is done. You were not there. So mind your business. When somebody is working by faith, you mind your business. Stay on your own lane. Stop crossing lanes. And try to discourage people and talk them out of faith. Leave them alone. And you are not a faith inspector. Yeah, you're not a faith inspector that will now start looking. uh, Can have faith carry this? I don't think her faith can carry How does that concern you? Who employed you? Just leave the person alone. All right. So God wants us to walk by faith. But you need to understand the prayer of faith. You're not addressing God, you're addressing the situation. We'll continue next week. Our time is up. Hallelujah. Glory to God let's stand up on our feet come on just thank the lord lord i thank you for the spirit of faith we're going to walk in the supernatural extraordinary unimaginable we need to understand faith hallelujah mighty god begin to thank the lord thank the lord thank you jesus i bless your name i bless your name thank you for the spirit of faith in this house Thank you for revelation. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for insight. My Lord. My Lord. Maybe if you've had shipwreck on your faith, I want to strengthen you this morning. Be encouraged this morning. You did it because you didn't understand. You didn't understand the principles. Now, knowledge has come. Understanding has come now be restored to the place of confidence in faith confidence in god in the name of jesus lord i thank you i thank you i thank you say this after me say heavenly father i receive your word i believe your word your word is at work in me bringing understanding bringing establishment in my heart and in my life. Forgive me Lord for the times I failed to follow through in my faith walk. Help me Lord. I want to be a giant in the faith. In my generation I receive supernatural understanding of the dynamics of faith in the name of jesus holy spirit Continue you to teach me help me to be strong in faith like my father abraham thank you lord amen this ministry has come to you live from every nation midrand